0: I specialize in providing insights and solutions for crisis, continuity, and resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you the tools to build resilience in your organization. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Resilience Decoded podcast. Today, I'm super, super excited to be talking to Chris Marshall. He's the president of Verified Backups. But before we get started, I want to go over a few resilience resources and reminders. And as follows news, please feel free to recommend a guest on our podcast. You can find the link in the show notes. You can also download our five-step crisis strategy. We use this to navigate any business through any crisis in any industry, as well as if you would like to request me, your host, as a speaker for an upcoming program that you may have, you can also do that through the show notes as well. In Disaster Recovery Journal News, uh, as you know, they host webinars every Wednesday. There's also an upcoming conference, and you can also get access to the journal. You can also find all of these links in the show notes for today's podcast episode. And lastly, if you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us to have more listeners, but it also helps us to know that we're getting value, that you are specifically getting value from us through this podcast. So let's jump right in and meet our guests. Chris, pleasure to see you this morning.
1: Thank you, Vanessa. It's great to be on the show.
0: <laughs> so I'm excited. I did some digging and some LinkedIn stalking and realized that you've got over 28 of uh, years of experience in data and technology. And I wanted to ask you, what is your personal why for what has kept you in this space for over 28 years?
1: Well, I love helping people work at their highest function. And so I do a lot of database-driven automation and custom reports. And you'll walk into an office and you'll find people doing things the hard way and spending lots of hours getting that report for the boss or whatever. If you can teach the computer how to do the menial stuff, then that person is freed up to work at their highest value. Maybe call another client, maybe do some analysis on something instead of, typing things from one Excel spreadsheet into another.
0: So my director of administration would absolutely love you because I asked everybody the other day, what's the biggest pain with the company? And she said, I hate that we're very manual and we don't have a lot of automation. She would love you.
1: <laughs> I bet you can introduce us.
0: <laughs> absolutely. So look, I, I I saw in your bio that you've recently gone through a patent pending solution and I wanted to get your insight Number one, what was the process? And then number two, what is the solution that's coming out to the market?
1: Sure, thank you. So I started a new company to help businesses do better backups. We can chat about that. But as I was going through, one of my coaches said, you know, what's the barrier of entry? Like if you set this whole thing up, can some other company just come along and steal your idea, build a better mousetrap, whatever. That led to a patent search. So I hired a law firm. And they did a patent search of 120 million patents in a bunch of different countries. And astonishingly, they didn't find my idea anywhere, this backup uh, verification. It was not found in any country that they did the search, including obviously the US. So that means that Microsoft isn't doing it, Carbonite's not doing it, et cetera. And so what I did then is file for what they call a provisional patent. And that's when you, you know, you buy something and you look in the label, it says such and such is patent pending. Patent pending means you've reserved your place in line and and then you have a year to file your full patent. So, you know, when we were teenagers, we would buy line tickets to concerts, right? So we had our spot, we knew we were gonna get in, but maybe then we could go get a hamburger while, you know, the line waited. That's all patent pending is. Um, But it also means that from that point, I'm protected against somebody else trying to file the same idea.
0: So what I heard you say, Chris, is that as you brought up this new company, you also found a way to manage your own risk for your business.
1: Correct. Because it's cool to have the company and the process and the intellectual property as well. It makes a nice package.
0: Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. And thank you for also walking us through that process what I love asking leaders like yourself and business owners is what's the number one reason why people call you? Like what problem, what issue, what challenge is happening in their world for why they pick up the phone and say, Chris,
1: I I need your help. You know, I've had a consulting business for 28 years. I've worked for companies all over. I started noticing people having data loss issues of a variety of uh, reasons or a variety of sources and realized that when it comes to backing up databases specifically the business owner has no idea if that backup is working or not and so companies come to me either when they have had a data loss to try to recover or come to me to prevent a future data loss by doing a you know a better backup process
0: so This is important in our space because data is absolutely critical. Many organizations are experiencing technology vulnerabilities, whether it's cyber related, you know, whether it's a backup or whether it's just talent in your IT department. But regardless, every single person, if you work somewhere, you are using data.
1: (laughs) You are. And what I've learned is that Everybody has a backup strategy of some sort, and very few of them are ever tested. Mm-hmm. And testing your backup when your system has been hacked is not the right time. Yeah. And so my process is simply test every backup every day, so that you never wonder if you have good information stored offsite in a secure cloud in the event of, you know, like God forbid it ever happens. But then my client was hit by lightning, actually her computer was hit by lightning, my client was fine. But, well, you can't prevent it, you can't prevent that. Yeah, Those kinds of things are gonna happen. And then the question is, do we know if the backup from last night was good and valid and uncorrupted, or do we not know?
0: So you actually, actually bring us into our next point. Um, can you share a few examples of organizations who have experienced a data loss? Because sometimes I feel like the best way that we can convey the value to people, is sharing what the stories are.
1: Sure. Well, so the, the lightning strike was a great story and that was really the first restoration that I did using the verified backups process. Uh, we got them to within 24 hours of when they were hit. I had two clients that got a crypto virus. So imagine losing every file on every device on your network, including you know the little USB hard drives that people plug in for backups. Those yeah. were gone too. Everything was shredded. In one case, their backups were good. Another company called me in, hoping that I could help them. But part of their database backup had broken four months before. And so they were getting happy emails from their their cloud company every day. But they were backing up a four-month-old copy of their database. Wow. And the weight of that was 350 employees, daily payroll for four months. They had to bring management in to rekey forty-two thousand payroll entries. So that's kind of rubber meets the road. This stuff is serious.
0: So thank you for quantifying that. So what what size companies are you typically working with? Like what's yeah. the number of employees, the locations? The sure.
1: I can go from very small. I have some companies that are like two employees, but they're using a SQL database and they're running their running their enterprise. The one company was 350 people. So typically five to ten, up to a thousand employees. Wow.
0: Okay. Awesome.
1: So I'm not I'm not trying to back up Boeing. Yeah, they're just on another scale.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. So you talked a bit about the stories and you know the impacts. Can you share a little bit more about you know what these disruptions do to the operational side of the business? Because I personally believe that the work we do in business continuity crisis mm-hmm. management and enterprise risk while it helps from a strategical and a technical perspective it's really the operation is what we're here to protect because if you you know yeah. if our clients can't deliver products and services to their customers you really don't have a business.
1: <laughs> well right. Um I mean let's look at one that's been in the news, Colonial Pipeline. Here's a Oil pipeline company that can't or gas pipeline company that can't deliver gas because of a hack. And they would not have spent five million dollars to pay a ransom if they had great backups. So that's that's on the bigger scale. But 93% of companies that have a serious data loss are out of business within two years. And the human side of that is the, the moms and the dads that work there, the mortgages that get paid because of those salaries, the groceries that get purchased. I mean, I'm not trying to sound cheesy, but people depend on that. And, you know, my personal why is that no employee should ever lose their job because their company loses their data.
0: That's so real. That is so real. And and it brings me back to my BCP days, because when they used to, you know, like when we used to ask the questions of like, hey, if this happens, you know, what's your recovery time? What's your recovery point objective? What helped make it to make sense to the end user was. What's that spreadsheet? What's that document that you pull up? And if you can't go back to that over the next 24 to 48 or 72 hours, how much time is it going to take you to have to recover just the content of the data that you've been working on?
1: Sure. What, What if it's your accounting system and you suddenly don't know who you owe money to and more importantly, who owes you money and you can't track that? That is, that's the heartbeat of your business.
0: Yep. So let me ask you this, to that same point, a company like Asfalis, where we outsource that accounting system. So we use a QuickBooks system, but mm-hmm. internally we manage that system. How do you help your company, your clients when you, they're working with a third-party provider?
1: It's all about, does the third-party provider have an adequate backup program? And I think a lot of times we assume that because somebody took care of it for us, that everything's fine like when was the last time you took your car to the dealer and then they changed your brakes and then you took it home and popped the wheels off and looked at the brakes to see if they did it right. We just naturally assume that experts do their work correctly. And sometimes it's good to have a mitigation plan and look at your third party people and see what agreements they have and, and ask them to, to verify that they're testing.
0: Yeah. So, From your point of view, if you think about our subscribers who might be entry-level to mid-level to executive leadership from all industries, from sports to healthcare to government to technology, what's the one thing you think they can do today after listening to this podcast episode?
1: I think the immediate question they can start to ask is looking at each system in their business and ask what is the resilience of this? If this server was hit by lightning, caught on fire, suffered a flood, is there a plan to recover that? I'm I'm not just, it's not just a shameless plug to call me, but if you find an aspect of your business that has no recovery plan, that's a good place to start. Yeah,
0: I appreciate that. So here's my last question for you. Where can our listeners find you?
1: I am on LinkedIn under verified backups or under Chris Marshall. My website is www.verifiedbackups.com.
0: Awesome. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast, brought to you by Aspalus Advisors and Disaster Recovery Journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode to see all the upcoming events, programs, and ways we can support you. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review and share it with a friend. Thanks again. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.